0: A'udhu We'll continue our uh, dars. Uh, the first verse today we'll discuss is uh, from chapter 2, verse 144. It states, Inna ma harama alaykumul maytata wa dhamma wa lahma al-kinzir. وَمَا أُهِلَّ بِهِ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ غَيْرَ وَلَا فَلَا The translation is that He has made unlawful to you only that which dies of itself and blood and the flesh of swine and that on which the name of any other than Allah has been invoked. But he who is driven by necessity, being neither disobedient nor exceeding the limit, it shall be no sin for him. Surely Allah is most forgiving and merciful. So as uh, as you can see from the translation, uh, Allah the Almighty is talking about uh, the animals or uh, things that are unlawful or things that are haram that we are not uh, allowed to eat. Mm-hmm. Or if you are in a situation or in that dire need, then you can take something uh, 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 and not ex- exceed the limit uh, of it. So, Hazrat uh, 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 Muslim discusses a few things in, under this verse. First, he says that uh, the, uh, he discusses what is the difference between haram and the thing uh, or something that is uh, 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 a mamnu or something that that might be in the gray area. So uh, what are the four basic haram things? So he says that in Islam two things are forbidden uh, to be eaten. One is that something that is haram and the other one something that is mamnu. And technically both are uh, basically haram but the Quran officially declares four things as haram and the first one is that dead animal, A uh, second is blood, uh, a third one is flesh of swine and the last one is all those things uh, on which uh, uh, while it has been sacrificed uh, uh, something other than Allah's name uh, has been pronounced on it. So that thing becomes uh, Haram. So, But in Sharia there are for, uh, other things which are also not allowed to be eaten uh, but they will be considered Mamnu and uh, they will not be considered haram in Qur'anic terms. And there is a hadith uh, narrated by Hazrat Ibn Abbas uh, that uh, he said that the Holy Prophet has declared that animals with fangs and birds uh, with claws uh, are mamnu. So and then there is another hadith as well uh, that uh, Holy Prophet has declared that the meat of household uh, donkeys if you uh, it's, if it's a pet or something, if you keep it in your house, then that also becomes uh, a Mamnu and you should not eat that. And then the difference between Haram and Mamnu is like Fars and Wajib. So haram is stuff that is more strictly uh, forbidden for someone not to eat uh, uh, compared to Mamnu and the punishment of doing Haram or eating Haram stuff is more uh, than what is for a Mamnu. And then uh, he say, uh, and then um, he discusses uh, the wisdom behind uh, what is uh, why these four things are made unlawful. So he says uh, the first one is uh, the dead animal. Uh, that is the mur- uh, murdar. Uh,
1: the main reason he says that of declaring uh, a, a dead animal as haram
0: is that it is probably died of a disease because you don't know if you find something dead or an animal that you are allowed to eat. Let's say, for example, you see a dead cow, and that is something that you can eat, but say uh, that is forbidden, that is haram, because we don't know if it died of a, a disease or maybe of a poison, or you know maybe a snake uh, bit the thing, or uh, or he might have died of some poisonous animal. Uh, so that thing, uh, if you eat that. Uh, it can create uh, harm for, uh, for yourself and then it could be you know by old age or in, in these condition uh, so eating uh, the meat of a dead animal is impossible or it's haram and if a dead uh, and if it, and if dead by fall then the sudden death uh, causes inner bleeding which uh, also poisons the body so if you no, know, if an animal that you are allowed to eat maybe cow or goat or whatever if you know he fell from some high place or somewhere and he you know died because of that even that is uh, made haram because it starts to bleed inside and causes uh, diseases and poisonous uh, inside the body as well so that is uh, that makes it harmful for us to eat and according to the medical jurisprudence uh, a dead animal Gets different types of poisonous uh, or bugs uh, in its body uh, really quickly. Even when you look at at, a chicken these days, when you leave them outside, it creates bacteria so fast that if you leave it outside for a while, especially on a hot day, if you just leave it outside, either it's cooked or or raw, a chicken, uh, it gets uh, bad for you. uh, it It gets bacteria in itself. And it becomes bad, and you, you won't eat that. So, that is the reason you know, uh, Quran or Allah Ta'ala has made it haram uh, for us. And then the second thing is blood. So, different types of uh, poisonous uh, is in the blood, and our blood is cleaned in our body by organs. But once it comes out, it, it doesn't get clean. So, uh, and the air also destroys it quickly and makes it poisonous. So, uh, also uh, drinking of blood is. Uh, uh, haram as well. And then the next one is a uh, pig or swine. So uh, in the flesh of swine now uh, even uh, regarding pigs you know the scientist has come up that you know uh, it's not good uh, eating pigs or swine or, uh, or like boars they are not good for your health you know uh, and the reason you know Quran has already mentioned why. So huzur says that uh, the flesh of swine makes a bad effect on our clock, on uh, you know, in, uh, on our uh, character. So how it affects our body is that the mind of a pig is to uh, stay in a dirty place. And you can always see that that you know, uh, uh, pigs they always stay in, in like mud or like always they are always in a dirty place. And the environment uh, they stay in it, it is not clean so it's what you eat is that what it is what you become basically so and it also can create a lot of diseases when you eat that and then uh, there is um, a person a named by Sir Jonathan Nicholson uh, he writes in his book a swine flesh that it is exceptional evidence against the hateful, Hog—it's another breed of uh, swine or pig. When we say that tapeworm or scrofula or cancer or uh, tri- uh, trichina, they, these are all um, some—they uh, are all diseases that you get from eating uh, swine flesh, and they are, uh, you know, are known amongst the Jewish people. And and they—the Jewish people—they don't uh, touch the hog uh, flesh. Because you get all these uh, types of uh, diseases, and uh, and this disease called uh, trichionis uh, is also very common from pigs. So the first sign, uh, when when you get this disease, uh, the first sign uh, it could be uh, uh, for women they might be menstruating or start heavily menstruating. Or second is that uh, you get fever and then pain in your body, and then at the end you got a, you get a pneumonia, and then and even uh, the medical jurisprudence they say there is no you know, cure for all these diseases so once you get it uh, then you know uh, that is the uh, end of it and then also I to say that also bugs they grow in your in- intestine and stay for years and a doctor, uh, Dr. F. Butler he writes in his book that uh, that this disease is in pigs because they eat their own Uh, And others uh, waste also. So this is another thing that now nowadays, if you read uh, like all this scientific stuff or uh, new uh, science and whatnot, doctors have come up with this that you know, since they eat their own, uh, um, their own or uh, others waste or even they eat their own children, you know they have so many diseases in themselves. So you should stay away from this. And then as we say that even besides the diseases, the uh, the main problem uh, it causes is one's, uh, uh, upon one's eklag or one's character, uh, uh, it is the only animal that has intercourse with his own sex and those who eat pigs, this trait also increases in them also. So this causes, it's, you know, they say it's what you eat is what you become. So you should try and stay or, well, you shouldn't stay away from, you know, pigs and, now I think people are getting to know uh, that you should uh, stop eating. I remember maybe last year, some time ago, there was this one girl that was coming for our coffee cake, and uh, and we were talking about this topic, and then I started explaining to her. I I left all the religious explanation why we don't eat. I I just started explaining the scientific part, and I was mentioning all these points and in the beginning she did not believe me so she's like okay I'll check on Google so I was like yeah might as well just check on Google and she typed on Google about pigs uh, eating especially eating their own uh, children and all these diseases and whatnot and that's what came uh, and she read on it and in front of me she's like whoa I didn't know about this and from that day she stopped eating pig and she went and told her friends about it also but they uh, did not care but uh, she kept meeting up with me uh, for some time, and then she uh, every time she met, she's like, you know, I have stopped now. I don't eat uh, uh, pig or ham and whatnot anymore. So this is uh, the reason that Islam has said that you, know, you should stay away uh, from uh, these uh, type of animals. Then also, it does not have any bravery. Instead, it gets excited and angry, and it does uh, and it doesn't look anywhere but just attacks and that's how the hunter kills it easily and so the same qualities uh, will come in a person if he eats it. And the Prophet Messiah he wrote uh, in his book The Philosophy of the Teaching of Islam that the word Khanzir Allah has uh, from the beginning made it uh, uh, unlawful because the name itself comes from uh, Khazana and it is Murakab from uh, uh, which means uh, that uh, I see this as, as a faucet or uh, something that is uh, not good and also in the Hindus uh, 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 or in Hindi this animal is called a sewer which also uh, means uh, something that is very bad so uh, we should uh, stay away uh, from this and then the last uh, thing that any name besides Allah upon which anything uh, else is called beside Allah So this is haram because it goes against the unity of God that comes under uh, shirk and even though it has no uh, physical problems or diseases but uh, it truly affects our spirituality, we tend to move away from that. So because if a person eats meat that has been uh, slaughtered on a name besides Allah, then that means that a person has no care or belief uh, in Allah or the oneness or the unity of Allah the Almighty so that becomes part of uh, shirk as well and then Huzur goes mm-hmm. on further mm-hmm. explaining that what does Famanisturra Gaira wala means so he says that uh, uh, a stura means a person being helpless or something uh, that is forced uh, upon and he has no other choice to do something that he does not like, and but he has to do it, so uh, he is forced uh, him to resort to mm-hmm. that, uh, or he is compelled against his will. And then Huzuru says that there are two important conditions to eating haram. You know, uh, in the Holy Quran, uh, pigs they are haram. Alcohol is also forbidden. But regarding pigs, it, it is mentioned that you know, uh, at, at the time of need, if you are stuck somewhere in in a jungle or somewhere where there is no food or you know any other food other than pig or something and you you think that you won't be able to survive so at that point god almighty has given the permission for someone to eat uh, uh, the flesh of a uh, pig or you know eat that eat that meat but you know, you should not eat uh, if you kill one so you should not eat the whole thing but you know just a little bit so that you can survive and get to your destination or find a place where you can uh, get the proper food so uh, and then it is very limited that you should eat uh, uh, of it but for alcohol uh, you know God Almighty has not given any exception that is uh, unlawful it says that the uh, that one who resorts to this must not be a boggy or there should be no lurking spirit of, of revolt or Disobedience behind the act, the circumstances must be real and condi- uh, and the condition should be genuine. So, if you're eating it, then your condition must be genuine, and you know, uh, uh, and uh, you're in that circumstance where there's no other food, so you're allowed to uh, eat that, but in a very limited uh, quantity. And then, in the next verse, uh, verse 179, Allah, Allah says that. Butiba Alekum will kiss us to fill Al Huru will hurry, while Abdu Bil abdi, Wal Unsa will unsa, for man Ufia lahu mean a he he shayun, fat fatiba fatibaun, bil ma rufi, Daun elehi be his son, Zaliga takfifum, Rabbikum, Warahmatun, for manitada bada Zaliga, Palahu, Azabun Alim. Let all ye who believe. Equitable retaliation in the matter of the slain is prescribed for you, the free men, uh, for the free man and the slave for the slave, and the female for the female. But if one is granted any permission or remission by one's brother, then pursuing the matter of the uh, realization of the blood money shall be done uh, with fairness, and the murderer shall pay him uh, the blood money in a handsome manner. This is an evaluation from your Lord and a mercy. And whoso transgress thereafter, for him there shall be a grievous punishment. So in this verse it's talking about killing. If I go kill a person, then does that person or his family has the right uh, to revenge me or not? So this is basically uh, the very small gist of this uh, verse. Now, Uhudu says that what are the reasons Quran has given to kill any person? So only when someone kills uh, someone, the murderer can uh, be uh, killed. Yeah, that is the reason why uh, Quran has said that. And uh, you know, non-Muslims they believe that Quran has not given any other injunction about uh, this uh, about killing or. About having retaliation, they just took the verses from the Bible and they copied it in the Holy Quran as well. But Hudur says this is wrong, uh, and the Holy Quran uh, you know, extensively discusses uh, about this, uh, 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 about uh, the killing of any other person. So Huzur says that uh, it comes in a hadith that a believer will not uh, be killed for killing a believer. But the full hadith shows that it is not re- referring to any random kafir, but one who fights you. So, also in another hadith, the Holy Prophet ordered the killing of Muslims of for killing uh, 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 for killing a kafir. So, and then in the uh, in the verse or the part of the verse where it says that unsa bil it says, uh, what does this, uh, you know, uh, well, can a free man be killed for a free man even if someone else has done the crime? So, how, you know, in the translation it says that you, you can kill the free man for the free man. And basically, if that man is not a slave, you know, he, in those days there were different types of people where, you know, there were slaves, there were, you know, kings, and then there were women. So, basically, uh, uh, what uh, we're about to discuss is that. If I am a free man and you know I, I, I kill another, oh, I kill someone, so uh, do I or if since I am free, can another free man beside me can be killed? So Huzur says, no, that cannot be done like that. Or if a slave kills a slave or kills someone, can, uh, can another slave besides that slave uh, be killed? So basically, the one who did the uh, crime. He is saved, but the one who did not do the crime, he is being killed. So that uh, this verse does not mean that. So say that this verse does not mean that a free man should be punished with death for a murder of a slave or that a woman sh- should not be put to death for, clean, uh, for killing a member of the opposite sex. The other verses uh, of the Holy Quran as well as the saying and the practice of the Holy uh, Prophet Really establishes that the fact that the social position of a person or the sex of a party was never considered a bar uh, to the application of this law. So the peculiar uh, construction, the free man for free man, has been adapted here to refer and, ab- and to abolish a custom of the Arabs, whereby they used to take into consideration that the sex and the social status of the murdered. And the uh, murdered person, when de- uh, determining uh, the punishment, if a man of high and social position, or if a slave of a great man killed that uh, hum- uh, of a humble man, or if a lady of a noble uh, birth murdered a lady of a humble origin, the murderer was not punished with death, leniency being shown uh, to him or her. So the command, uh, the commandment contained in this verse, seeks to abolish the obnox- that obnoxious. Custom of the Arabs and lays down in a clear and unmistakable terms that no regard should be paid to the status of the murderer in the matter of retaliation. So basically, what this verse is saying that the one who committed the crime should be punished, not if you know if I if I'm a slave but I'm like a high uh, uh, slave of like a a high stature, then a, a slave of a lower stature should be killed beside me. So the Quran has made it very uh, clear that the one who is, uh, one who committed the crime or the one who killed someone, should be killed. Either he is a king or he is a free man or for a slave or for a woman, whoever it is, the one who committed the crime should be killed. And then uh, in the next uh, verse, verse 181, uh, Allah Ta'ala says that Kutiba Aleikum Iza In Taraka So in the translation, it is it is prescribed for you when death comes to any one of you, if he leaves much wealth, then he makes a will to parents and near relatives to act with fairness. It is an obligation on those who fear God. So in this verse, uh, it talks about uh, the heir or the uh, uh, the will. That uh, a father or a mother or uh, the parents or whoever is dying, they make a will for their children or grandchildren and whatnot. So according, who uh, says that according to some ulama, uh, this verse uh, uh, has been mansuk or has been taken out. And I have talked about nasik and mansuk. I think uh, during my Ramadan uh, Dars. Uh, uh, just briefly to mention uh, nasik and mansuk is something that uh, Islamic uh, Ulama, they think that there were certain verses of the Holy Quran that has been taken out and then another verse uh, or has been taken out and another verse has been put in, in place of that. So they started off with like few hundred or thousand verses like that and then they slowly came down and then they stopped at five verses where they say that it's been mansook or it's been taken out or there's there uh, well, uh, might be the verses there. But it's, it, ha- it, it cannot be practiced anymore, it's not in practice anymore. So uh, with the coming of Prophet Salam, all this doubt was taken out and you know, Hazrat Masih uh, uh, says that there is no verse in the Holy Qur'an that is either Mansukh or is it Nasik. You no, know, right in the beginning of the Holy Qur'an it says it's a perfect book, so okay, and how can Qur'an contradict itself? So this is uh, the background of uh, uh, Nasik or Mansukh. And then Hazrat Musaim states the same thing that no verse uh, of the Holy Quran is Mansukh. And when the Muslims didn't completely understand a verse, so this was the problem. When, when they did not understand a the verse, they, they would say either it's Nasik uh, or it was mansook. So they would uh, take it out. So they ended up making hundreds of verses in uh, Mansukh. And if they understood that every word and uh, every harf of the Quran is important, they, they would have pondered more on each verse. And uh, and if they didn't uh, still understand, you know, they could have uh, prayed to God Almighty, and God Almighty would show him or show them uh, the answer, or you know, uh, gave them the understanding. But unfortunately, uh, this is this isn't uh, the case. And the same uh, thing, uh, same with uh, with this verse is they do not. If they do the meaning that if we uh, do uh, what we do in this verse. It is full of wisdom and no reason to declare it Mansu' meaning to take it out. But uh, they are clearly mistaken for the, the, uh, the verse and the uh, comment makes an additional and necessary provision in regards to inheritance. So there is a similar verse in Surah al-Nisa uh, where it states categorically uh, uh, you know, if uh, if a father passes away or oh, who gets the share in, uh, in the household how much the boys get, the girls get, the mother gets, uh, the wife gets or if they have no children then who who, who gets it and who doesn't. So uh, so this is why uh, the ulama is saying that since uh, there is a verse of Surah Al Nisa then we, we have to take this out, this verse does not make any sense. So Huzur says uh, uh, something different that you know this verse came in additional. Uh, and uh, to uh, guide us in regards to uh, the necessary provision in regards to the inheritance. So a few verses before there is a, a, is a order to go and fight and there is also, so this also has that in mind that uh, uh, and more is like a taqib to do the wasiyah because the chance is high that you will die. That's why children isn't used here because children don't go to wars. So that there are no quarrel or fights uh, after a person who goes to fight passes away, the person should do wasiyat. Uh, should uh, was uh, do of his relatives besides others, and that if he is going to give some satka he should let them know. And then uh, those who are you know eligible uh, for uh, this type of wasiyah is that if a dying person should. Uh, a will for his grandchildren and his brother's son, and if not, be against. If, for example, if a father, if he's uh, passing away, and uh, you know he can do a see it. Usually, what uh, you know parents do, they do, they do a see it of their children, you know, or uh, their wife. Uh, 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 mostly it's for their children and their wife but you know if you know uh, for some reason maybe the child or your child has passed away you have grandchildren and then you, you can do it uh, for your grandchildren or your brother's son if you don't have any children and if your brother's uh, son uh, are there then they can also you can also you know put uh, or give some inheritance to your uh, niece and nephews as well and this is not against the sharia but sharia says that you know you can do so because if you know if you don't do that then you know if uh, your son dies then who will make the will for your children they will not get any uh, uh, inheritance and you know they have the right to get all the inheritance according to uh, the prescribed rate and in a hadith Allah says that Allah has appointed the right of a person with rights that is why for the inheritance the share that Allah has already given can't be willed so whatever a person uh, has been willed so you know it depends uh, islam says that a son gets two-third and a, and, a, and a daughter gets one-third of the share and that's how uh, it, it is and for example if you have two son and a daughter then it will not be that from that uh, that uh, each son will get 2 thirds, 2 thirds and the daughter will get one-third. That doesn't work. Uh, mathematically it doesn't work like that. So the two sons from that two-third will get that share. So whatever the half of two-third is they, they will get that share and the daughter will get one-third. And uh, similarly, with the same thing with the daughter. If there is two daughters and one son, the son will get two-third and the daughter will get the share from that one. Both the daughters will get that share from that one-third, so they will divide the one-third share between each other. So that how. Uh, That's how the system of uh, wasiyah or the will uh, works. And inshallah the rest will continue on next week.